Welcome to Impacting Jamaica, where we shine the spotlight on the many but often ignored positive happenings, activities, projects and investments at every level across every sector to inspire, motivate and excite people everywhere. Impacting Jamaica is powered by the Philip and Christine Gore Family Foundation, the Jamaica Public Service Company, Manpower and Maintenance Services Limited, Red Stripe, Caramed and Proven Investments Limited. I'm Neil Armstrong and welcome to Impacting Jamaica. I'm with Chris Strikes, who is a Jamaican-Canadian Toronto-based filmmaker and award-winning music video creator. He began his career shooting music videos for local artists and moved on to working with top Canadian artists including Nelly Furtado and Cardinal Official. He is the director of a short documentary titled Patty vs. Patty, about the quote-unquote Patty Wars that took place in Toronto 37 years ago in 1985 when the Canadian government officials tried to rename the Jamaican beef patty. Welcome, Chris. Thank you. Thank you, Neil, for having me. It's such an honor to be on this podcast. Before talking about Patty versus Patty, I, I I want to find out from you why why you chose filmmaking as a career path. Yeah, um, you know I I I grew up um, doing two things mostly. The first was playing football, aka soccer, and the second was drawing and painting a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I've just always had um, an artistic eye. Um, even before I understood the concept of an artistic eye and even before I like really could intellectualize every, any of those things, I just enjoyed creating art, creating images, mm-hmm. um, creating characters. Um, and uh, a pivotal point for me, uh, like, so I used to um, take a lot of pictures um, in my family. Um, I used to take over my mom's camera. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, 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 I, I used to be really um, inspired by my uncle, who uh, Uncle Ruddy, who was... Uh, he, he was big into photography as well, too. He had a big photography camera and all that. So I, was, I always looked up to him for that. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, a pivotal, a pivotal point for me was, came in high school. Um, I went to a school in Etobicoke called Kipling Collegiate Institute. And at the time, we had um, a TV studio in our school. And we may have, at the time, been the only, one of or the only schools in Toronto that had a TV studio. So we did our morning announcements on TV instead of a PA system. Oh, wonderful. And, um, yeah, it's fantastic. It was, it was a show called Switch On. And um, uh, so the, the way that it worked is that uh, if you were interested in going in that direction, in grade 10, you in, in ComTech class, you learned how to make videos. And, and sometimes if the videos were good enough, they would actually be used on the show. In grade 11, you learn how to run the show. And then in grade 12, you actually run the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went in that path with my, with my courses. And, um, and I, 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 very early on, like, I developed a love for it. And I was like, you know, uh, when, when soccer is finished or when football is finished, I am either going to get into accounting because I like managing money or I am going to get into film. Mm-hmm. And, um, Unfortunately, I don't have the strongest math skills um, uh, uh, that uh, university accounting required. So um, I was like, okay, let me focus on uh, film. So uh, once I um, 
once I was no more playing, once I was no more playing uh, football at a high level, mm-hmm. I uh, decided to focus um, my life and my aims to getting into film, and uh, that's that's how it began for me um, so many years ago. Mm-hmm. So, what what level did you go as far as in football? Um, I mean, I went pretty far uh, of playing. Um, uh, rep provincial. I played for um, saw the Falcons. Also played for uh, a Tobacco um, Tigers way back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, I had the opportunity to play in England um, with uh, with an academy called Bryce Academy um, uh, back when I was seventeen. Mm-hmm. And then when with uh, Mississauga Falcons, I had the opportunity to play in France as well. So we played in the north of France in Lille. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got to train to train um, with uh, Lille's youth system. Um, so it, 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 uh, it, it did get to go, um, pretty, pretty far, but, uh, injuries actually, uh, I, when I was about 18 or 19, mm-hmm. I had a really bad injury. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I had a torn, uh, uh, uh torn tendon, to, uh, um, in my clavicle, mm-hmm. um, which, uh, once, uh, at the time, mm-hmm. um, Toronto was hosting, the under 19 world cup and that was when they just opened bmo stadium so mm-hmm. was, i'm kind of dating myself a little bit mm-hmm. um so i was rushing back in time to be able to because um the team i was playing for at the time bundy fc uh they were planning to do um some friendlies uh with some of the countries so with uh, i believe it was nigeria mm-hmm. um planning to play uh nigeria under 19 team in a friendly um so I was rushing back, um, trying to get healthy um, mm-hmm. in, uh, in that time. Mm-hmm. But I came back too soon, and I immediately re-aggravated that injury. And, I, and I'm a goalkeeper, so mm-hmm. like you know, where, whereas an outfield player, um, a shoulder injury might not be as um, devastating for a goalkeeper who's like diving, using their hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, that 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 definitely will sideline you. Yes. So so you 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 chose you chose filmmaking and and at one point you were creating you were shooting music videos and i'm wondering what the transition was like uh, for you from music videos to short documentary and, and feature length films yeah i mean like um the transition was was pretty smooth because <laughs> like Within within a number of my music videos, I incorporated like uh, I incorporated narrative storylines, mm-hmm. um, and and I always knew that I wanted to make that transition as well too. So mm-hmm. uh, I would be taking different workshops or, or attending festivals and panels and seminars and stuff like that um, about just like the craft and the business of of uh, the narrative world. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just one of those things where like music videos serve to be uh essentially a practice for me um and a bit of like a, a training for me to be able to um go full-time um into like making a, a nar- my own narrative films and, and narrative documentaries and you know i got i got uh, uh hired on just because the with my ability to be able to um, not only direct, but also shoot and edit. Mm-hmm. Um, I got hired on a few different productions, a few different projects. Um, uh, the one that particularly comes to mind for me is the Black Experience Project, mm-hmm. um, which I got hired to um, to do that, to, to shoot that, and, and ended up um, taking over the, the 
to direct and shoot that and then ended up taking over the, um, the editing and the, um, the producing of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even before that, I did a, I did a, like a private documentary, I guess you can call it. Um, uh, that was called Teal to DC, the journey to Barack Obama's inauguration. Um, and that was, uh, with one love to Um, that was headed by, uh, guys like, um, T-Rex, Tyrone Edwards and mm-hmm. Brian Brock. Mm-hmm. And, um, they, they had done a bus trip to uh, Washington, D.C. for Barack Obama's inauguration back in Janu- January 2009. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got hired just to shoot it and just document it. And originally it was supposed to just be like, you know, just a recap video of this like fun time of Toronto uh, and a lot of people, um, uh, particularly in the hip-hop community space and a lot of people in the just like the street community space as well too, coming together and going on this historic trip. Mm-hmm. But uh, what had happened was two out of the three buses um, that went down a part of that trip that day were stuck and held at the border for seven to eight hours. Wow. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, that had to do with, like, we later found out that that had to do with, um, because there was um, some some members of the Somali community on, on those buses. Mm-hmm. And for, for some reason, and these are community workers, so they're like, you know, no no criminal thing attached to them at all. I think I, just the United States that day had a red flag against all Somalis for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, so essentially they were stuck at the border for, and, and had to wait to be for FBI agents to fly into the Buffalo border mm-hmm. and, and, and interrogate them essentially. Right. Um, which was obviously, you know, a very traumatic experience. Mm-hmm. And luckily we had, um, so it wasn't only just my camera cause my, I was on the bus that made it through that didn't mm-hmm. get stuck. Mm-hmm. And, um, luckily people on the other two buses that did get stuck, they had cameras and they were documenting everything that was going on. So it's what was supposed to be just like, you know, five minute recap video turned into like this, like one hour, um, film that we were able to make and document the whole thing that was going on. So, mm-hmm. uh, um, I think that was like my real first like foray into like um, a documentary, even though that wasn't released publicly or anything like that. But mm-hmm. like that was like my my first sort of like foray into um, you know telling this story that's unfolding almost in real time and uh, really being able to craft together a story from something that wasn't even supposed to be the intention of that type of story, you know. Mm-hmm. And 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 now now we come to now we come to Patty versus Patty because February twenty third marks the end of the nineteen eighty five Patty Wars in Toronto when the federal food inspectors deemed Jamaican beef patties did not match the technical definition of a quote unquote beef patty under the Meat Inspection Act and it it was a great win for local Toronto businesses who some of whom were selling Jamaican patties from the 1960s and 1970s. And they were the ones who introduced many people to this delicious treat. You have produced a short documentary titled Patty versus Patty for, for CBC gem. And you, 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 you came to this knowledge relatively recently. So, so how did you come to know about the Patty Wars of 1985? Yeah, so um, I learned about it on February 23rd, 2001. 
Uh, sorry, not 2001, 2021. So mm-hmm. literally almost a, a year ago to the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and February 23rd happens to be my birthday. Oh. So, yeah, and I was born in 86. <laughs> so um, a year after the uh, the Patty Wars concluded. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, my girlfriend at the time and I, we were just like randomly scrolling through Instagram because uh, she had come over to celebrate my birthday. And uh, I just came across this post on Instagram and it was talking about the Patty War. And I was like, what? what? Like, what the heck is this? And then as we were reading it together, my, my ex-girlfriend, my ex-girlfriend and I, um, we, uh, we just were just like, what? Like, what the hell kind of story is this? Like, this is ridiculous. And so we started like just making jokes and like, I started imagining scenes and, uh, and, and like, I started like mocking what the government might have sounded like at that time, right? <laughs> okay. um, so I was like, I think this needs to be a film. Like, this, there's an incredible film here. And um, so I was, I was so, first of all, I, 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 I wasn't sure how real the story was. So I instantly researched it and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And then even when I researched it and found some articles about it, um, I still didn't believe it. And I, and I, called my mom like i think the next day or the next couple of days because i was celebrating my birthday with my like extended family like cousins and all that mm-hmm. and um and i'd asked my mom about it and she was like yeah i briefly i, I vaguely remember about that and they vaguely remember they tried to call it pie or some kind of foolishness but <laughs> yes. i can't remember and <laughs> yes. i was like oh wow this is this is crazy and so um one of the things that i really had to do because at the time, I was working on another feature documentary, Becoming a Queen, which is about the rise and legacy of Joella Crichton, who's our nine-time Caribbean Carnival Queen here mm-hmm. in Toronto. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to really focus on getting that documentary done first before mm-hmm. diving in what would become Patty vs. Patty. Mm-hmm. So I literally had to fight myself to not research further into the story because I was just like, oh my God, I need to like get into this, but I got to finish Becoming a Queen first. Mm-hmm. So um, once I finished Becoming a Queen, I immediately just like, just dove into the research of, of, of the Patty Wars. And um, I was, I was just so amazed by this. And, and uh, I, I, I was actually blessed um, uh, through Becoming a Queen to establish a relationship with some of the decision makers at CBC. Um, including uh, Leslie Burchard. Mm-hmm. So I actually uh, contacted her and I was like, hey, I just found out about this story. Uh, has anybody at CBC ever told it? Because I don't think I've ever seen it outside of like a couple of little news stories, but mm-hmm. I haven't seen it in a documentary. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, I've never even heard the story before. And like, this sounds so interesting. Can you put together a one page pitch for us? And and I did. And, and, uh, sent it to her like I think days later and um and yeah she she circulated it through the CBC short docs department and they all loved the idea that everybody was like kind of blown away at the absurdity of the of the, of the story and whatnot and, mm-hmm. and um and it, and it just so happened that so many things lined up because you know one of the things that um uh that was very early and very intentional was a, getting this film done for 2022 Patty Day and, and having it ready for essentially now. Mm-hmm. And then B, because um, uh, 2022 marks the 60th anniversary of, of Jamaica's independence, the Diamond Jubilee. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know, there's an opportunity to really have that a part of the story. Um, if, 
if CBC plans to do stories about Jamaican can- Canadians and, and the connection between Canada and Jamaica as we celebrate the ja- Diamond Jubilee um, of Jamaica. So um, that's very much how that project got started. And, and they, uh, they, they greenlit the project and, and, you know, we just, we just went into uh, full throttle. I, I um, contacted Maya, uh, Maya Bedward, um, who's a producer friend of mine from mm-hmm. Third Culture, and she's partnered with uh, Kate um, Fraser. Mm-hmm. And Maya is a Jamaican Canadian filmmaker as well too. And uh, she like immediately loved the idea and, and was like taken a, taken aback by the idea as well too. And then so uh, my company partnered with their company, and, and, and uh, we, we we just we, we just went uh, fully into it and, and just dove into it, and uh, we were able to turn the film around in about like. I believe about nine months or so, which was incredible. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm I'm going to explore with you shortly the whole aspect of you being vegan and and making making a short doc about this 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 meat product. We're yeah. we're, we're, <laughs> we're taking a break now to hear from our sponsors. A toast only works if it's shared with others, even when we're miles apart. So let's cheer each other on. Cheers to the best in life. Drink and live responsibly. A message from Red Stripe, part of the Heineken Company. Searching for a one-stop solution to all your facilities maintenance needs? Visit Manpower Maintenance Services Sales and Distribution Center. We stock a wide range of COVID-19 washroom cleaning and other supplies, gardening tools, chemicals, and more. Our experts are always ready to give you the best advice. Manpower Maintenance Services Sales and Distribution Center, 14 Collins Green Avenue, Kingston, Freeport Commercial Center, Montego Bay, and 33 Ward Avenue, Mandeville. Visit or call us today, 876-920-47215. Welcome back. My guest is Chris Strikes, who is a Jamaican-Canadian-Toronto-based filmmaker and award-winning music video creator, and he is the director of... A short doc, Patty versus Patty. Now, I read you wrote an essay about Patty versus Patty, in which you you grappled with the idea of making a documentary about the beef Patty, about this Patty versus Patty, uh, because you're vegan. Now, how how did you eventually resolve that? Do you know what? Um, yeah, that that was a that was an issue of contention for me internally mm-hmm. because I knew that bringing this to light would do exactly what it's done now this past weekend where so many people hit me up and they're like, yeah, I bought these patties this weekend and all that stuff. So I knew that was going to happen. So it was a little bit of an internal battle for me. Mm-hmm. But there, there, there are two truths that I couldn't deny. First of all, the first truth is I grew up on beef patties. Mm-hmm. So I've only, I've only been vegan um, nine years out of my 36 years in life, mm-hmm. um, almost 36 years in life mm-hmm. uh, as of the time we're doing this interview. Mm-hmm. Um so I can't deny that truth that I grew up on, on beef patties and like literally ate them weekly as a kid um, and would get yelled at by my mom if I ate too many at one time, which is, <laughs> which is often. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you can't <laughs> just have one. <laughs> exactly, you can't just have one. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I had a big appetite as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I still do now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second truth is, is that this is bigger than just like, th- this is bigger than food. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it doesn't matter, like, what sort of dietary practices you have. This story is bigger than food. And, like, before vegan, I'm Jamaican. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and this is a very um, uh, interesting and captivating Jamaican-Canadian story. And 
not only just about the food itself, but just about the resilience of the community mm-hmm. in the fact that, um, you know, th- this was something where the government just thought it was going to be a benign thing. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, um, members, our, our elders uh, stood up and were like, no, like, we're not going to accept this. Mm-hmm. We're like, this is, this is our cultural food. You, you, we're not just going to change the name of it just because you say so. Mm-hmm. So, so those true, those two truths, helped me to sort of reconcile within myself, um, essentially being vegan, a pra- a practicing uh, vegan, and telling a story that is so heavily around a meat product. Mm-hmm. Michael Davidson, who who was at the center of this, uh, whose family came to Canada from Jamaica and opened Kensington Patty Palace in the 1970s, he, he tells, he's in... The short doc, he's telling the story. It's accompanied by archival footage of news reports. And you include actors to dramatize pivotal moments in your storytelling. There are elements of satire and comedy. And I, and I wonder why, why did you cho- choose this, this approach to your storytelling? Do you know what? I felt the story was, because the story was so absurd, I felt the, the satirical um, comedic reenactments was so fitting for it and because i'd seen um like er, like a few months earlier i'd watched um becoming bond and screwball which were two documentaries that i looked at um as inspirations for this the approach that i wanted to take with patty versus patty mm-hmm. where it, it, it intercuts between the main speaker who's telling the respective stories and then these um uh, comedic or satirical reenactments, and like in the case of Screwball, because um, Screwball, I don't know if you're if you're uh, familiar with that film, but that's essentially about the 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 steroid epidemic in in baseball, um, and particularly uh, the Alex Rodriguez case, mm-hmm. um, and Manny Ramirez as well too. And like the brilliant device that that film uses is even though that's a, like you could have very easily taken a very serious tone with that film, mm-hmm. but they, they, they took this sort of lighthearted, very, um, very sort of, um, uh, like almost cheerful. Not, it, it feels very Miami because a lot of this story takes place in Miami. So just culturally it feels with the music and with the rhythm, it just feels very, um, Miami and, and uh, Latin American flavor. Mm-hmm. And they use the brilliant device of having children reenact all the scenes. So they have like children playing all the different baseball players and children playing like the doctors and, and there's gangsters involved in the story as well too and police officers and they have children playing those all those roles. And I thought it was just such a brilliant device and a hilarious device mm-hmm. to what essentially is a serious story. Um, a serious but also absurd story where like I wanted to implement that with Patty versus Patty, mm-hmm. but just not using children, using using adult actors. So that was a that was a very early decision um, that I made with um, when I was thinking about how I was going to tell this story. Mm-hmm. I find it interesting that you, in terms of uh, what you said earlier, thinking about Jamaica's upcoming 60th anniversary and the resilience of Jamaicans because in in 2012, so when Jamaica celebrated its 50th anniversary of independence, there was uh, an event I attended that was organized by the Toronto Bookstore, a different book list, which marked the occasion uh, of the Patty Wars by revisiting revisiting it and uh, had lots of Patty's 
given to students in the TDS, the Toronto District School Board. And uh, subsequent years, I've seen the Jamaica Tourist Board be coming on board to celebrate Patty Day as well. And, uh, and, and so I'm just thinking that it's significant that you saw this in light of celebrating the resilience of Jamaicans and and uh, in at its 50th anniversary of independence a, a different uh, organization a body of people also saw something in that story about Patty's to also celebrate but tell me your mother is Jamaican and you became a naturalized Jamaican in 2020 why then and how did this new Jamaican citizenship influence your your storytelling especially regarding the patty wars yeah um that's a that's a really great question mm-hmm. and um i one of my cousins who has since passed um you know god rest his soul Kirk, mm-hmm. um he for like years was encouraging me to get my jamaican citizenship and to tell you the truth i didn't know like just like through having um jamaican heritage i didn't know that it was going to be as I guess, like, simple and straightforward as it turned out to be. I thought it was just going to be much more complicated than mm-hmm. than it was, than it actually was. Mm-hmm. So he, for a very long time, was um, encouraging me to get it. And then um, I I, uh, uh, I have another cousin who he had got his during, during the pandemic. And once he got his, it motivated me to get mine. Mm-hmm. Um, because one of the things, one of the reasons why I also wanted to get it is... Um, uh, so um, I'm 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 in love with Africa as like a land, as a culture, as as people. And in 2019, I for the first time got to go to Ghana. I had been to South Africa in 2010 for the World Cup, mm-hmm. but um, I got to go to Ghana and Egypt in in 2019 uh, for the year of return and just that 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 real strong connection that. Um, uh, at the motherlands is trying to put out to the diaspora to to, bri- to bridge those gaps. Mm-hmm. And so ahead of going to Ghana, I didn't know that I could have gotten into Ghana without a visa had I had a Jamaican passport and Jamaican citizenship, mm-hmm. whereas with the Canadian passport and Canadian citizenship, I need to get a visa. Mm-hmm. So for me, I was like, oh, like this is beautiful that the Caribbean and Africa are connecting with each other in a way that is long overdue mm-hmm. so between my cousins encouraging me to get my um citizenship and and just that alliance between these two landmass and and these distant relatives let's call it um that really inspired me to um want to be able to to get my citizenship and i don't know if it really um has like a if i don't know if it changes like kind of how how i'm going to tell stories because I always was interested in telling Caribbean stories and telling stories that have Jamaican connections or, mm-hmm. or even um, connections with other Caribbean islands in the way that um, becoming a queen has, like that's more about carnival. So there's a, there's a Trinidadian connection and there's a very strong St. Vincent or Vincentian connection um, with that story. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've always just, just through my Caribbean roots, whether I have documentation or not was just always wanting to, tell stories that have a Caribbean lens through them mm-hmm. and have um, Caribbean flavors or influences through them. Mm-hmm. Well, now we, we're coming to right now becoming a queen because I remember in 2021, I saw several 
media releases from Caribbean Tales saying the festival, Caribbean Tales International Fest Film Festival is coming up and this film is going to be showcased and this is what it's about. And and I saw, I read in various media stories about your 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 feature film becoming a queen and and so i'm wondering uh why did you want to i know the significance of caribana uh, slash the caribbean uh what is it now caribbean carnival toronto caribbean carnival to, yeah, ma to yeah. many to many still known as as caribana but why why did you want to tell this particular story about um uh, about becoming a queen yeah so um I wanted to focus my story on on um, Zuela and and her and her family and her team mm -hmm. because uh, her and I had worked on a previous short film and so when we did a table reading at, at her mom's house, um, when I walked in, it, it was it was like it was just like a carnival museum to me. And mm -hmm. for those who have either seen the film through the festival or will get to see the film later this year when when it gets released publicly, um, you'll see that in her house there's. There's uh, blown up pictures of Joella and Mishka in costume, like all over. There's um, head pieces on display. There's chest pieces on display. There's trophies um, um, from Carnival on display. And like for me, I I had never been in a home, um, especially in Toronto, that was uh, a Carnival museum. Mm -hmm. And and so that that fascinated me instantly. And I was like. Um, you know, I asked her, well, has anybody ever told your story? And she's like, you know, no, not, not really, not outside of like some news networks and stuff like that. And I was like, I, I think this, what you have in your home, which I imagine you're not the only one that has this. I imagine there's so many people right across our city that has these kind of, uh, art, artistic display, like carnival artistic related displays within their house. Um, and so I would love to bring this to light and bring this to screen and bring your story to screen. And at the time she was going for her ninth, um, win cause this was back in 2017. So she was going for her ninth win. So I, I, I had, uh, I, I, I said this in a, as a joke at first where I was like, you know, if you win this year, that means next year you're going to go for your 10. And like, that's a huge number. That's a big number. Like we should maybe document that. Mm -hmm. And, um, Joella was like, oh, my, my life is not really that interesting and whatnot. And then, and then so uh, we kind of just left it as like just like jest and just the joke. And, and then when she went on to win her ninth, I was really, because that was the first time I've seen her perform that I knew her because I think, I, I think I'd seen her perform before, but just never knew her. Mm -hmm. But like in knowing her and seeing her perform and then as well, Mishka, her sister, and seeing Mishka perform as well too in the female individual, I was just so captivated and so fascinated by that. And I was like, you know, um, what if we actually do this documentary because I haven't seen a carnival, uh, Toronto carnival documentary before mm -hmm. a long form documentary that that's really celebrating the art of it mm -hmm. and focusing particularly on King and Queen. And, um, so we, we, we met and she told me her story and, and, uh, I was like, you, you know what? I think you do have a fascinating story here. And, uh, I put together a pitch for it. I put together a, a pitch deck and, and all that stuff and just started, you know, pitching it around and, and, uh, hot dogs were a very early champion for mm -hmm. that film and mm -hmm. I forever appreciate hot dogs. Um, as I was a recipient of their cross current Canada grant and then Toronto arts council, mm -hmm. um, uh, supported the film as well too, with the media arts grant. And I was able to mm -hmm. make the film and it's, and it's been an incredible 
uh, journey with with making that film up until up, up, up all the way up until today. Even and so, it, it it played at some festivals, as you mentioned, Caribbean Tales last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it won best uh, feature film at Caribbean Tales, mm-hmm. and so uh, uh, so um, since then, I've been working on distribution deals in uh, where we're going to release the film publicly um, in the second half of the year. Uh, come, come, we're, aiming for, we're aiming for June, but um, uh, we'll, we'll see how that all works out. Mm-hmm. Well, con- congratulations on that. And that was your, your, first, your first feature, yeah? Yeah, correct. Yeah, that was, my, that was uh, officially my first uh, feature film. So it was a fantastic feat to be able to complete the film and then be able to get into festivals and, and it played in uh, not only Caribbean Tales but it also played in a festival in Accra, Ghana which was beautiful it played mm-hmm. in a couple of festivals in the United States mm-hmm. uh, it played in um, it played in Grenada as well too um, uh, and it, it played with an organization uh, in the UK um, most recently um, so the film has really um, been able to touch people uh, around the world mm-hmm. and I just continued to uh, I hope that it continues to do so once we do release it publicly for um, many others and for the world to see. Mm-hmm. As, I, as I listened to you and, and you shared your interest in, in, in soccer earlier in your life and, and, and totally all that you're doing in, in filmmaking, I'm, I'm wondering what motivates you in, in life and, and, and in your work. Hmm, that's a... It's a really interesting question. Um, I think it's. I, I think what motivates me is is the drive to just be able to create and tell stories around um, what has largely been an underrepresentation of our Caribbean experiences, um, particularly within Toronto mm-hmm. uh, and within Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm driven, I'm driven just to be able to continue to like share stories that, um, are fascinating and, and then not only, not only just fascinating, but share stories that, that change what can often be a negative, uh, stereotype that has been put on many elements in our community, mm-hmm. um, and that was that was the intention with becoming a queen as well too, or one of the intentions with becoming a queen, where um, a lot of the times carnival has gotten um, a lot of bad press, or uh, uh, or has been misunderstood um, just because it's it's just not well reported by the mainstream media. Mm-hmm. I don't even think they they understand why we do it and why why it exists. So being able to inform, educate, and um, destroy some of these hurtful narratives that have been um, placed upon our community and placed upon our people. Mm -hmm. Are there any new projects that you're working on that you, you, you want to just give us a preview or tell us about? Uh, Yeah, there are, there are a couple of new projects that I'm working on. Uh, I can't, I can't let the, uh, what's the thing? I can't let the cat out the bag. bag, Yeah. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't it's a little bit too early to speak on them. And I don't want to jinx them either, as well too. So um, mm-hmm. very early stages. Mm-hmm. I do have a couple of um, music videos um, coming up. One is actually with a Trinidadian artist named Jesse um, Jesse Ryan. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a he's a jazz musician and a saxophone player. Mm-hmm. Uh, incredibly talented artist, and I'm really looking forward to working with him. 
Um, and again, that's that, that's just like, you know, like how often are we really exposed to jazz musicians from the Caribbean, mm-hmm. um, right? And so that, that, that's, that project is another example of like just really broadening how um, we have been historically depicted or broadening how the sort of outside world has viewed us in such a narrow lens. Um, so that's a project that I'm really, really uh, looking forward to, to getting into that. We're going to, we're going to approach that in spring. And, and Patty, Patty versus Patty can be viewed on, on YouTube as well as CBC gem or is it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, within Canada, Mm -hmm. it can be viewed on CBC gem Mm -hmm. and then, um, outside of Canada, it can be viewed on, youtube so just um on either platform uh just search patty vs patty and it will come up uh i love the response that has been getting so far from so many people and like i just, <laughs> I, I i just love how 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 surprised people are to have found out about the story mm-hmm. and basically had the same reaction that i have and um and yeah that's you know that 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 is my aim um that is my drive to mm-hmm. Uh, you asked me earlier what motivates me, and it's it's to unearth these types of stories that that really have been um, underrepresented or not even represented at all. Mm-hmm. Um, that that just show like how we have contributed to in such positive ways, or how we have overcome in such positive ways some of the challenges that have been uh, thrown our way throughout throughout our history, mm-hmm. particularly within this Canadian landscape. Yes. Well, Chris, I'm looking forward to more productions from you. I'm I'm glad that this has happened during Black History Month 2022. And uh, all the best with your future plans. Thank you. Thank you so much, Neil. I appreciate it. My guest is Chris Strikes, who is a Jamaican-Canadian, Toronto-based filmmaker and award-winning music video creator. He's been my guest. His short documentary, Patty vs. Patty, can be viewed on YouTube as well as CBC Gem. I'm Neil Armstrong. Thanks for listening. Impact in Jamaica is powered by the Philip and Christine Gore Family Foundation, Manpower and Maintenance Services Limited, the Jamaica Public Service Company, Red Stripe, Kyramed, and Proven Investments Limited. If you or anyone you know is involved with projects and activities that excite, motivate, and encourage, send us an email to impactingjamaica at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Do join us again for another in the series on Google Podcast, Audible, Spotify, Podcast Addict, and Stitcher. You can also visit us at impactingjamaica.com.